Welcome to Faithful Doubt. My name is Jordan, and today we're going to talk about baptism. Before we get into today's topic, please like, follow, and subscribe on all of our platforms. Uh, it is just Faithful Doubt on Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. On Instagram, it's faithful underscore doubt. Uh, and if you have a question or a topic you want discussed in a future video, email us at faithfuldoubtcg at gmail.com. All right, so uh, one more announcement. We are going to be going, our, our website is going live on December 1st. So uh, I'm really excited about that for this group. Um, we'll be able to find everything uh, on that website, all of our platforms. Uh, there's going to be some shirts and things like that that you can buy to promote Faithful Doubt. Um, and there'll be some other cool things on there. So December 1st, website's going live, uh, and please share that with everyone. So today for the next, uh, starting today and for the next couple of weeks, I'm talking about church uh, practices. Uh, there's been a lot of questions recently over, you know, what is baptism and communion and prayer and worship and how, why do Christians do the, do those things? And so I'm going to go over those for the next few weeks. So today we're talking about baptism. And the reason I started with baptism is because this is really the doorway into Christianity. Uh, this is the, kind of the first step in being a disciple of Jesus Christ. Um, so what, what is baptism? Well, baptism is, uh, being, uh, you are publicly declaring your relationship with Jesus Christ. And, and the physical act is that someone actually dunks you under the water, uh, can be a pool. It can be a river. It can be a lake, whatever, uh, it could be the ocean and they dunk you under the water and and you come back up out of the water. And before you before they dunk you, they ask you some questions like, uh, "Do you understand that Jesus Christ uh, has saved you by His crucifixion and resurrection, uh, and that through faith in Him by grace you have been saved?" Um, and then they say, "In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit," or they say, "I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit." They dunk you, you come back up. I'm going to explain a little bit in a minute that process and what, what that resembles. So, uh, what, where does baptism come from? Why did we choose to do the, the dunking of underwater and coming out of the water? Um, it comes from multiple places, but really to understand baptism, we need to go to the old Testament and understand the old covenant. So you have the old Testament, you have the new Testament in the Bible. The Old Testament is the Old Covenant. The New Testament is the New Covenant. So the Old Covenant was God's promise to Abraham in the book of Genesis that through his descendants, uh, the nation of Israel will be blessed and God will they will be his God's people. Um, and the sign of that blessing, the sign of that relationship with God is circumcision. And so uh, infant males had to be circumcised. And that was the sign of the, the old covenant. It was the sign of their relationship with God. In the New Testament, we get a new covenant because there's nothing we can do to save ourselves. And throughout the, the Old Testament, God's people realize they're not righteous. Um, there's nothing they can do to follow the law perfectly. 
Therefore, they need to be saved. And so the old covenant is not replaced. It's fulfilled by Jesus Christ. He does follow the law perfectly, and he comes to die on the cross to take our sin, and he rises from the dead, so from death, so that we can now have eternal life and a relationship with God. That that relationship that was broken by sin is now been redeemed by Jesus and his life and death and resurrection. And so we can now have a relationship with God through Jesus. And the sign of that relationship is baptism. So the sign of the old covenant is circumcision. The sign of the new covenant is baptism. Jesus himself was baptized um, in the in the River Jordan uh, by John the Baptist. And when he's baptized, he sees a dove resembling the Holy Spirit um, coming down on Jesus and anointing him. And so Jesus gives us this command to be baptized. And so th- th- that makes the next question important. Is baptism essential for salvation? And I think that leads to an even other que- another question, which is, does the act itself save us or not? Now, these are uh, what I believe. This is my theology. Uh, if you don't believe when I, uh, oh, the same thing that I do, that's totally okay. And I welcome your feedback. I know a lot of people disagree will disagree with me on this. Um, does the act of baptism save us or not? It, I, I don't see why it would. Uh, and in fact, I think it's dangerous to put an overemphasis on the act itself. Um, some people believe that the actual act of being baptized is what removes sin from your life and what saves you. I think it's very clear in Scripture that we see what saves us is Jesus and his, his crucifixion and resurrection. And so baptism is not a, um, it, when, when you're baptized, I don't believe that something physically, spiritually, uh, or excuse me, I don't think something physically is happening, uh, like you're not being cleansed of, of your sin. That's already happened through Jesus. What's happening when you're baptized is you're making a public declaration of an inward change. And that inward change is I am now in a relationship with Jesus Christ. So my, the comparison I make it to is a wedding. When we get married, we are making a public declaration in front of witnesses that I am vowing to love my wife uh, or, or you're vowing to love your husband till death. And you're going to honor and support them and love them. In the same way, uh, baptism is, I'm saying, I am in a relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm going to love and honor him uh, till I die. And he has saved me. And so when um, someone, a pastor typically, when a pastor typically dunks the person under the water, this is resembling your old self dying. And when you come out of the water, you now have new life in Jesus Christ. And so the element of water is something God uses to communicate to us what has been done for us. And and you see this in communion. God uses simple elements like water, bread, and wine to communicate the, the power and the greatness and the glory of what he's done for us. And so when we go under the water, our old self is dying. And when we come out, our new self is alive in Jesus Christ. Now, this uh, all kind of raises the question over, when do I get baptized? Because we have infant baptism, and there's a, there's a big, there's a long history of infant baptism. 
Um, and so many of you might have been baptized as an infant, but you no longer are a Christian. And um, I would say that you were never a Christian if that's, if that's the point, or if you were baptized as an infant. Because, again, if, if I believe that baptism, it's, it, the act doesn't save you, then even when you're an infant and you're baptized, that doesn't mean you were saved. But infant baptism started a thousand years ago um, because the infant mortality rate was so high that parents wanted their, ch- their infants to be baptized in case they died uh, so that they were comforted to know that um, they wouldn't go to hell, that God would God had saved them and they would spend eternity in heaven. Now, what does God do with an infant that dies or a child that dies before they can understand and know him? I don't know. It's not for me to judge. I know God is perfect and loving and righteous and good, and whatever he does decide to do will be good and loving. Um, and so that's where that aspect of faith comes in. I trust uh, in God's judgment and that he knows what he's doing. Um, but infant baptism was started for that purpose, uh, and we kind of continued it simply because it's tradition. Now, I think it's a, a wonderful thing to dedicate your child to the church and to Christ. And I think if you're a Christian and you're a parent, that that's what you should do. Uh, but the problem I have with infant baptism is when you do get old enough, uh, some churches, some denominations refuse to baptize you again. And it, it feels as though the choice has been the, the, the choice in the public declaration has been taken uh, away from you. And so um, infant baptism, I, I don't agree with, but there are some reasons why it might make sense. So I'll, I'll give you some of those. Uh, in the Old Covenant, in the Old Testament, we see that infants were circumcised, but that didn't make them part of God's people. They still had to exercise faith in Yahweh uh, to be considered part of God's people. So there's, there's this continuity uh, of the covenant of grace that extends from Abraham to Jesus, that you might make the argument infants should be baptized. So, because since infants were included in the old covenant by circumcision as an outward sign uh, of an inward faith, then perhaps it's the same for infants with baptism. Uh, and and there is some support in the practice of baptizing infants, uh, which is found in the, in the households uh, during some of the New Testament times. So there are some reasons, and I think some good arguments to be made for infant baptism. Personally, I don't I, I don't uh, find them to they don't convince me. Let me put it that way. Um, but baptism it it does not the act itself does not save us. Is it essential essential for salvation? Uh, I, I don't think so, but if you are saved, why wouldn't you be baptized is the question I would ask. Um, it it is a command from Christ. Um, he did it. We should do it as well. Uh, so baptism, this is the doorway into Christianity. This is the first step into a relationship with Jesus Christ. And if you are listening to this or watching this and, and you're not a Christian, but you're seeking God and you want to know more, keep asking those questions. Um, and, and, and don't be baptized out of peer pressure uh, or someone telling you to just be baptized. Truly understand um, the relationship that you're entering into before you're baptized. And I would encourage you, if you do get baptized, if you want to be baptized, celebrate it. 
invite friends and family. Um, at our church, we, we, we like to have a lunch afterwards and celebrate um, the, the decision that's the, the declaration that's been made. Um, it's a beautiful thing. And that nothing gets me more teary eyed than, than baptism. I love seeing people being baptized. And so, uh, if you have questions or feedback, or you want to challenge me on something that I've said in this episode, I encourage you to do that. Uh, let me hear what you have to say about this. Uh, and again, next week, we're going to talk about communion, uh, which is kind of the weekly exercise uh, or, or monthly exercise of living in a relationship with Jesus. But baptism is the entryway into that relationship. So as always, I'll see you guys next time.